Hey everyone, welcome again to the latest installment of The Way It Is. And I'm your host, as always, Luca Andalfato here with uh, Team Luca First at Remax Service First Realty. And I am so thrilled and delighted because uh, it's a bit of a catch-up moment for me. Uh, and in the uh, in the uh, the wake or the glow of International Women's Day, I'm fortunate to have with me Pam Fontes, who is a coach, a speaker, community builder, and entrepreneur, and Quote, I'm a gal on a mission to help women be the hero of their own stories while fiercely supporting one another. So welcome, Pam. Yeah, thanks for having me, Luca. It well, is such a throwback, like you said, right? A little catch-up moment. Well, I, was gonna say, I can't remember the last time we saw each other, but it would have been at Probably least... Probably near a soccer pitch yeah, or on a Kingston patio. Yeah, at least 10 years, well, a while back. Yeah. But um, so before we get into the, you know, the whole International Women's Day, yeah. I guess let's go back to... What was the defining moment for you that all of a sudden you said, hey, this is sort of the path that I want to take? Oh, there's so many. I, I have this running joke, like I came out of the womb an entrepreneur and it wasn't because my family's entrepreneurial because I get that question a lot. Because to be quite honest, if anything, family, because of the ebb and flow of entrepreneurship was like, go master's, PhD, lock in solid path. So. I think I kind of always a bit marched to the beat of my own drum growing up, but I'd say the defining moment, Luca, was I was 19. I had hit rock bottom of being obsessive about everything in my life and just that perfectionist attitude as a young woman, right? Like competitive sports, but then you you want to look a certain way and you're counting calories, you're being obsessive about exercise, like just so self-sacrificing and not like on your own side. And so I had this moment when I was 19 and I felt like I was like, okay, where are the women like being successful on their own terms? Like where are the women that actually like themselves? You know, where are the women cheering themselves on? And it was like heartbreaking to feel like I came up short. You know, I remember waitressing at the time before university and every woman was apologizing for what she even wanted to eat. Yeah. And I'm like, seriously, how are we gonna smash ceilings like this now? It sounds all glorified and sunshines now. It was hard at the moment, but it's like I put a stake in the ground. I, I shared with it yesterday on International Women's Day. It was March 11, 2004. Wow. I remember I put a stake in the ground. I was like, fine. I'll figure this out for myself. I have no idea how, because right now I'm so not on my own side and yep. not feeling like the confident, successful woman I want to be, but I'm only going to do it if I can help take other women with me. And so it hasn't been easy since then, but that was literally like the stake in the ground. Well, and, and you know, I've been thinking about sort of what to sort of ask you in yeah. terms of, you know, conversation pieces and everything. And, and, you know, I mean, I know your father, but yeah. I never met your mother, I don't okay. think, but, um, yeah. but you know, you grew up in, I would think, a very traditional Greek household, yeah. right? I yeah. grew up in a, well, traditional. I think a pretty traditional Italian household. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I think what helped us or as, yeah. as first generation yep. immigrant children mm -hmm. is that our parents moved here because they wanted something better right. for us. And I think because they assimilated themselves into culture into the Canadian culture, yeah. the societal fabric. Yeah. I think that helped us, you know what I'm saying? Instead of hindered us. Cause I think if had we been in the old countries, I dare say they would have wanted you married by 18 or something like a that. thousand percent. <laughs> and I still sit here at 39, not married with tattoos and no children. And it's okay. They haven't like written me off. <laughs> You're not out of the will yet. At least no, as no. far as you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I agree. And it was, it was more of a traditional, for sure, way of growing up. However, I will say my father, who I give him credit, like an anomaly from a lot of other, to be honest, Greek families, was very supportive of almost me smashing ceilings and moving forward. So I didn't have 
him in my ear like you're gonna get married and make yeah. babies and do it at a certain time like i will give him credit to that god love dad we go like this for other things and yeah. he knows and i love him he's like he's a big inspiration for me but he he really yeah like if it was something i want okay hon like let's go go harder do it soccer whatever yeah. like and so i did have that so Oops. as much as there were some traditional roles in my house an extended family yes they thought different oh, yeah for sure i have extended family that would have been like <clears throat> you want to work for yourself and yeah. not do x y and z 100 percent, i heard it but immediate there was that that bit of like huh dad thinks i can do it too which is yeah. nice well and 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 you didn't follow into your father's footsteps in terms of helping him run that business <laughs> which i could have and well i was gonna say i'm sure that would have been a natural path right or something that i'm he probably would have welcomed yeah and guess. you know i think he would have welcomed but in the same breath there was never a serious conversation as in like do you want this because like you said they came and they wanted more for us yeah. and the bar in the restaurant industry is tough and i mean kudos to anyone who does it and can do it successfully and yeah. i applaud them all i think it's a great industry to be in but to be honest, Luca, like I said, that girl who put a stake in the ground wasn't going to make the mark that she wanted yeah. to make running a bar in a restaurant. Now, the kicker is I love bringing people together and I can be a very social person. So there was always a piece of me. It's like, oh, I could do this successfully sometimes in the back. But I always just kind of came back to my own. Well, and that's the problem with us type A's. I think yeah. we can, we always think, well, I could do that. I could, I could do that. I and could it do doesn't mean we have to <laughs> just because we can. Exactly. Fair 100%. enough. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, totally. you know, 2004, obviously baby yeah. steps. Uh, yeah, totally. Obviously ran into some closed doors, I'm going to oh, guess. Yeah. Um, when did you... I mean, now you've become this sort of, and you have these events. Uh, I know uh, Holly yeah. and Krista have attended them, and I think Andrea's even attended yeah. them as well. Um, so did it start small with a, hey, I'm going to just meet with some friends uh, that are like-minded, or did you just jump so, both feet? Yeah, it's, I mean, there's such a story, and it's evolved over the years, but that was right before university. That was actually when I had dropped out of McGill wow. to take care of myself right? Mm -hmm. Because of everything going on. I pulled out of McGill Commerce and I pulled out because I think I went, I went in again, very entrepreneur minded. That's not what an undergrad in commerce necessarily. Like I remember looking at my courses. I'm like, what? I don't get to learn about entrepreneurship till third year. And there's just like half a credit Yeah. that along with other health challenges made me go, hang on, what do I want to learn about? Cause what do I maybe want to be in business and talk to one day? And that was kinesiology, right? Mm -hmm. Like movement, mm -hmm. wellness, fitness, yeah. which made sense. Cause I'm like, okay, if I'm going to learn how to take care of myself in a way that actually makes sense, you know, like that's probably where I'm going to study. So what I, I took off to McMaster and studied in kin and I minored in psych and like the sociocultural sports and the gendered stuff and exercise psychology was what I was super interested in. Hmm. And I'll say that kind of who I was as I guess a personal brand, so to speak, Luca, started then because I went to McMaster University in 2004. There was no celebrate body types, everyone be healthy. There was barely any women in the weight room. Yeah. I was one of two girls lifting dumbbells, yeah. you know, and so it was very, I felt like a lone ranger in the industry. I started women on weights programs, but it was more about, yes, I taught them what to do in the weight room, but there was like a psychology element to mm -hmm, it. You mm -hmm. know, I put in, I became director of group fitness. I put in a policy, you know, where us instructors were going to motivate the shit out of people, but we weren't going to capitalize on women's vulnerabilities. I yeah. don't care if you have calories to burn or not. I want an awesome workout now. Yeah. Like we could be positive and we could be motivating and we don't have to be like, you're not good enough right now. 
So when I, I just owned that, because to be really honest, I needed it, Luca, at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. If I was going to be in the fitness and health industry and put myself again in this place, like I have to look a certain way, I have to do this, I have right. to do... I, I wouldn't have showed up. It wouldn't have been good for me. And I knew that it wasn't going to be good for everyone else. Yeah. And I'll have to say it was like, I'm testing this. No one's kind of done this right now. And it worked with yeah. flying colors. You know, I had lineups of clients. We were running new programs at Mac to get a director position by fourth year. And so when I had all my colleagues going through, I want to be or peers. I want to be a doctor. I want to be this. Pam, what do you want to do? And it was like kind of what I say right now. I'm kind of just on a mission. And let's see if a, if a job allows me to do that, if my own business allows me to do that, I just want to empower women and I'm going to use fitness and I'm going to use psychology. And then now it's evolved to be more right. about business and leadership and carving your own path. Yeah. No, that that, and and, and that's, that's, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, 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 hundred percent support that and agree with it and, and, and applaud that yeah. for sure. And, Thank you. and so now we're 2023. Mm -hmm. You know, another International Women's Day comes and mm. goes. Um, and I have to say from the outside looking in, you know, we did a post and everybody does a post and you go to Canva or, you know, and yep. where I'm fortunate I have Ben in my corner. So Ben does something <laughs> I was going to say, you do Canva, more. Luca? No, I don't do anything. <laughs> Not this old dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's why I have staff and the team members and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I turn on my computer. I know what to use when I need to yeah. use it. But, um, but you know... We're still in a space in time, I think, where a lot of people are just paying lip service to this, right? 100%. Just like I think we're in a space in time where people are paying lip service to a lot of things because we're also in very much cancel culture. So you better show up for these days and do yep. these things. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't, and I don't know, uh, uh, Rob printed me off some stats and everything <laughs> and not that we need to get into stats, yeah. but I guess mm. what's been your experience in the city of Kingston vis-a-vis helping women yeah. get into business, I guess. Meaning, and I guess I'll, I'll say from where you started to where you are now, mm -hmm. have you seen a change? Has it become easier or is it the same? What's your take mm -hmm. on that? Like, I guess I speak to Kingston and also just women as a whole, because I, you know, be it GTA or whatever, there are some consistent themes. I think that, yes, the idea of business and entrepreneurship is become more exciting for women and there's more possibility, 100%, especially now in the online age, right? Like, you could be an entrepreneur with a laptop. You don't need to go out and get a lease on a brick and mortar space, right? Mm -hmm. What I will say is because of still that women can have it all and the demands on women is a lot of women in business or leadership positions can lack clarity on what they actually really want the business model or the business to look like, mm -hmm. right? And it's so because certain businesses get applause, because certain business models can help you hit certain metrics or they can help your bottom line in a certain way. It's like shiny object syndrome. It's like, okay, just like you said, like you get the type A, I can do it, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And then they step back and they go, whoa, but the kids or the partner or the dating life or the friends or the family, hang on a second, how does this fit with this? Right. Yeah. And that's why when people are like, you're a business and a life coach, I'm like, if you think you could talk about one and not talk about the other, that is why I went and got those credentials yeah, because for sure. And this kind of will sum up what I'm about to, what really I want to say is there was a young woman that came to me with a business model and the business model was fantastic, Luca, and she had the intelligence to execute it. And 
everything, right? So she had her plan and then I asked her a simple question and I was like, okay, so this is gonna involve you showing up here on the weekends. This is gonna involve you after your nine to five doing this and I could see her crumble in her seat. Yeah. So she comes in confident with this business model and this business that she has the skill set to execute. And then she actually thinks about the life that she wants to live and how she wants to show up, you know? And mm -hmm. I think, yeah, aligning the both is just so important. And women really can struggle with that as people that naturally want to care, give and nurture right. and whatnot. And, and, and so I guess, you know, as a male from where I yeah. sit, and I, I mean, I certainly, for me, it almost seems like the pendulum swung too far the other way for women because now, self-imposed almost and i'm not again i'm, no, not, I, I'm not trying to i, use I gotta that be careful I, I don't want to sound misogynistic or whatever blah 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 you know what i'm saying you. <laughs> but um you know my point being that you guys have set a high bar for yourselves and now those women that maybe just want to be have children and raise them they're and stay at home enough. they're well they're thinking it's not enough and they're thinking that they failed in some yes. way right that they haven't accomplished what they were set out to do and i'm going like like that's kind of not cool either Luca, right i love that you said that because there were few social media you know posts and tractions and messages yesterday it's like yeah because there's these messages that we can do everything and we're empowered to do everything but to be honest the rest of society hasn't necessarily caught up so now we're balancing it all and that you're right the pendulum has swung so far right and so what I really love doing is helping women define what successful means for them right. because some might be a six, maybe seven figure business. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, a certain amount of time dedicated to family and wellness and friends. And some might be like, I've always dreamt of being a freaking mom, Pam, you know, and I'm really okay with this. That's awesome. How can we let you be successful in that life and feel good and show up in that life too? Right. We have to celebrate it all. A hundred percent. Right. And, and, and the other thing I guess I'll say is, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like that a, a bit of affirmative action too, right? Because the stats all play out. We still haven't, there's only one in three that mm. are, are managers or, you know, and, and we talk about the glass ceiling and, yeah. and all of that. And, and I'm fully aware that, uh, hey, the, the planet is what the planet is. And, and we didn't create it. We didn't create the history of no. male, do, you know, male dominance in the business world. And oh. I mean, that's just how this, yep thing it's evolved right right, right. so but you know the point being too though and you have to i hope you would admit it to yourself as well you still want the best candidate for the job or for the position yes. right yep. i mean i'm not saying that a woman isn't the best candidate or a male isn't the best candidate or whatever however yep. you want to identify but yep. i want to know that you are the best candidate yep. with the criteria and the or the, the skills and the uh to, to show up and do that job, right? I love that you said this. I had a great conversation just on Monday. I was in Invest Ottawa for an event and Joanna Griffiths was Griffiths was there. Griffiths? Yeah. She's the owner of Nix. Yes. Right? So she's yep. just sold a piece of her company for 410 million. Anyways, I'm having a conversation with a few women that I met there and we're talking about this exact concept of getting the best position for the job. And what's interesting is I had referenced someone I knew that worked OPG right mm -hmm. and was talking about i don't know if there was like a rule or something in place that it was a man they, they put like a line in the sand it's mandatory we have to have this many percent of women versus the position and this individual is like man woman however you identify i want the best person for the job what's in we were talking about this and the one girl goes yeah and whose perception of what what means the best 
Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. And this is where it gets a little bit gray, mm-hmm. right? Because some people might be like, you have the hard skills and education and the capabilities. That means you're the best. And that maybe someone comes in at a different lens and goes, wow, look at those soft skills and the leadership skills mm. and how he or she communicates and whatnot. And they're going to lead the team right there. So I went, whoa, I actually appreciated that because I was like, what? It opened up my mind and said, you're right. Who gets to dictate who is the best for the job? And often, be it the man or the woman or however you identify in the leadership position, is bringing their own history and their own lens and says, you're going to be the best because you deliver it that way. I might come in and we might be be hiring someone and say, but Luca, you know what I mean? This, which is interesting, right? Well, it is. And, 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 you know, I'm also, I also have to believe that things like emotional quotient or IQ Mm -hmm. existed. They just never had a label. Mm-hmm. To some degree, mm-hmm. right? Because I, you, I can't think that hiring processes in 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 boardrooms or whatever took that into account. They just didn't know what the term for it was, or hadn't labeled it yet, or right. anything else. Because they yeah. do want people with soft skills now, yeah. and and the the hard skills yeah. as well at the same time. I mean, the other part that I think, unfortunately, as men. Yeah. Uh, in a world where you're raised to be a man, yeah. to show up a certain way, to never fail at anything, to failure is a sign of weakness, not not succeeding is a sign of whatever. Have right? you read The Mask of Masculinity or heard no, of it? No, no. <laughs> so, but a lot of men, and I'm again, because I'm, I'm not laying blame and I'm not trying oh. to think, but a lot yeah. of men by default get threatened by the presence of women simply because their DNA tells them that they've got to be the hunter gatherer. They've got to be the, the alpha dog. And I'm talking to a single determined girl in late thirties that is in the dating world. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) Fair enough. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and as much as women have made strides, I don't even know how you start to undo that, right? I mean, Honestly. other than through education, yeah. right, and 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 more insight, and 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 uh, and men that get more enlightened, yeah. I suppose, either on their own or or when they're growing up. A hundred percent, Justin Baldini. I think he's an actor. I'm not into Hollywood. I know the that Man name. Enough I, podcast. Yeah. Okay. He has some quite interesting conversations that you might want to visit or for anybody who's listening at all, like some really enlightening. And he comes from, again, I, he wasn't always this way. It was more just like, whoa, you know, he wakes up and is like, I think I need to change some things to show up as a better husband, as a better leader, as a better business person, whatever. And he's Mm -hmm. having some quite evolved conversations, honestly, Luca. And I've said it. Yes. My passion is working with women. It's what I know. It's what I've studied and whatnot, but this patriarchal culture, I say it doesn't serve any of us. No. You know what I mean? No. I It hurts men va- as much as it hurts women. A thousand sure. percent. I'm yeah. so with that. A thousand percent. Yeah. I see vulnerability as strength. And I, I can see it when a, a man maybe doesn't want to do that, right? Because he's told he's not supposed to, yeah. right? That he, Brené Brown, what is she? Have you heard Brené Brown? She's no. like a personal development thought leader. Okay. She's great. She talked about uh, the power of vulnerability is an amazing TED talk she does. And she speaks to military audiences, Fortune 500 companies, like she's speaking to men all the time. And I don't know if it was her book, Daring Greatly, that she was doing a pitch for. And a family was there and they came up, the husband, the wife, the children, thank you so much. That was amazing. So the wife and the kids go away and the guy looks at her with watery eyes and he's like, thank you for this. But you know how I, how I feel that 
all of those girls over there see me as their knight in shining armor, you know, and if I'm to show vulnerability, I've fallen off my horse and I can't protect them. Mm -hmm. Like just like had this vulnerable moment and she yeah. talks about this in the book, right? So this is a man who's come to an event, you know, in a heterosexual couple with his, you know, whatnot. And so can acknowledge that, but they can also be so self-aware to be like, but I still feel like I can't fall off my damn horse. Right. Absolutely. So all the messaging doesn't serve any of us, Luke, at the end of the day. No, no. Well, you know, and, and, and my dad unfortunately passed away at a, or too I'm young sorry. and, and I, I was 18, but so I never really got to know him, but he was, my memory of him yeah. is a very stoic, hardworking guy, you know, and uh, that probably had a lot of his own issues and, you know, and, and. Yeah, so... Luca, there's a reason, like, suicide rates are higher for men and, yeah. and whatnot. It's like, it's heartbreaking because men are taught that they can't speak about things, yeah. right? They can't share about things. They've got to, like... I just saw an ad, because uh, I forget what I was, you know, late at yeah. night, you're scrolling through TV channels yeah, trying yeah. to fall asleep, but there was an ad. It was a, it was a, a vehicle commercial, of all things. Mm -hmm. Four guys get into a vehicle. Mm -hmm. They were obviously uh, young entrepreneur business guys. Okay, they yeah, had yeah, their yeah. suits on, right? Yeah. They get into this vehicle, they all go to their devices and the guy goes, they must have been in a meeting together, they work together, whatever, and he goes, text everybody in the vehicle, I love you guys, as opposed to saying it out loud. Now, isn't that, a, wasn't that an That's, interesting, that my takeaway from that was, so you can't speak it out loud, but you can, right? Yeah. So I was curious. I just, I, that's interesting. Yeah. And it was subtle, right? Cause it was about a car. It wasn't about yeah, the course, guys in the of car. Of course, of course. So. <laughs> but again, like you said, it's that subtle messaging that that in of itself reinforces dudes can't get in a car and be like, guys, I freaking love you. Yeah. Us girls do it. <laughs> well, I, I'm envious I, of women because they can share, they can be emotional. They can share their vulnerability. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Honestly, I've met some, listen, I've met some great men in the past couple of years that have, because of life experiences, you know, have had to be vulnerable. You know, like I, I met a, a great human that you could tell it was stoic, competitive athlete, soccer, you know, everything. So it was all left out on the field. He loses his, that soccer identity at around 37, 38. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Then he loses his brother, who's Oof. like his best friend. Wow. You know, and a bunch of things and life comes hand and, and suddenly it's like, Pam, I was this guy back then. I'm like, that's cool. I would have never talked to that guy. And now he's asking himself the questions and showing up more. And what I love that he said, he's like, my friendships are better. When I'm able to say to my buddies, guys, I feel just a bit anxious and off. That's why I'm not coming out. They go, thank you. Because we were tired of the BS that, you know, you were too tired from work or you picked up this and this. Just be honest with us, bud. Yeah. And I love that conversation. And he's like, and he's someone, you know, who's had longtime friendships and he's like, they're better now. And I prioritize them in a different way. And we're both honest. And now I tell men all the time, like, go to a therapist is the best thing ever. And this is someone who was that guy's guy personality. Yep. I think the unfortunate thing I see with that Luca is something had to, cr a lot crash on him. Like, yeah, these aren't have just like life altering moment. Yeah. You have a life altering moment and then you have to look at it. I've talked to a, a lot of men that people might think are the alpha males and what's awesome is in in a safe space or over a drink or whatever they're like pam when this happened this and this and i was like this is probably why i'm sitting across and i'm enjoying conversation with you because you're more <laughs> self-aware and you're actually being vulnerable in this moment even telling me well it's funny you know uh, for me my experience in kingston because i always tell people um 
there's two Lucas in Kingston that operate, uh, right? There's the Luca that funny, everybody. I was going to turn it back on there's you. There's the two Lucas that everybody thinks they know. That's the oh. realtor and yes. successful yep. and da da da. Yeah. Which is sometimes why I get crank phone calls from a private number that calls me nothing but <laughs> everything but a white person. But whatever, that guy's got issues. I'd love to meet him someday because yeah. I'd like to sort that out. But That's anyway, and then there's the real me. I know, right? That mm. has been struggling. That has done this for 35 years you know everybody says you must love real estate and at the risk of <laughs> mm. the risk of losing business i don't oh. know I'm, I, are there times that it's been great or good yeah. and you've met great people 100 yes. percent. would i choose this career path again probably not not knowing what i know yes. would i and and i'm so glad that my children certainly because i know there's a lot of and and you know what again everybody each to their own and everything like that but there are there are some realtor families in yeah. kingston and great and there's some succession there and i understand totally. that i'm so glad my children a don't live in kingston truthfully i mean i miss them but they live in halifax but yeah. they're following their own paths and, yes. and real estate was never part of it because they experienced sadly they bore the brunt of when holly and i were working together they bore the brunt of what it was to be workaholics and work all the time and you know what I'm saying? And Father what are you gonna like the, like you said to that young woman, owner. once you're done at five, now you gotta still do this, right? You still gotta totally. take Yeah. Right? So yeah. Yeah. It's it's so do you classify yourself because again, now yeah. we're talking about, you know, traditional models and everything like that. Yeah. And 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 feminism had its day, yep. had a bit of a resurgence. Do you classify yourself? Is, is feminism even a, a thing now? Is it even still a brand? Do I, sure. should I, will I get chastised for even commenting no, on that? No, no, no. It's a good question, Luca. I think the thing is, and I've had this when I've owned the title and like men close to me are like, Ugh. and I was like, you, okay, but you know what I'm saying when I say I'm a feminist? I'm saying that exactly what I just said before, like this patriarchal BS doesn't serve any of us. Saying I'm a feminist does not mean I hate men or I even think that they're responsible for the way maybe I feel about myself yeah. or whatnot. Being a feminist is like, I'm not a fan of the systems that have led you to think that maybe you can't cry and me to feel like I have to look perfect, be perfect, not speak my truth. Right. That's what for me saying I'm a feminist is, is I want young girls and young boys both growing up thinking they can be vulnerable, both growing up thinking they can smash ceilings, both growing up if they're going to be parents knowing that they're both in, you know, on yeah. it. That's what I want. And that that is my definition of feminism. That's how I see it. Perhaps maybe people in the 60s or whatnot think if it's like people burning bras and doing all those things. I'm sure there's certain, and I'm not saying that that didn't have a place or a time. And obviously it's done so much for us women. And so I think like I think of like my father's generation and whatnot. If I, if I say it to that generation, they're like, wow. Yeah independent woman hater or man hater and i'm like no actually really soft-hearted cries at commercials <laughs> actually loves men do you know what i mean yeah. all of these things but also really wants this for young women and really wishes that me as a young girl didn't hear x y and z messages so that's it so i own that title i own it in the way that i just expressed to you and i don't know if that's always something that's perceived yeah no no, no. i appreciate you saying that yeah. uh, so where do the BIPOC trans people or LGBTQ community fall into, because to say International Women's Day is essentially excluding them from the conversation, right? And yet, so I, I, I just, not that I'm, I don't mean to put no, you on the spot, but what's, no, like, do you have any insights on that or how you feel about that? Or, you know, I was, or do you have anyone that you help that's 
transgendered or is is i would say not transgendered no um non-binary right um or exploring how they identify yes and i've had this question too like i still am in the fitness game a bit and within circles people say well pam if they i've said if they identify as a woman they're welcome you know the events that we've hosted they that i've hosted women in business events i say everyone's welcome i don't care how you identify men need to be part of the conversation too. absolutely when it comes to International Women's Day, I did see some people share posts that are like, Ugh, I'm not feeling this day because I feel like it might be exclusive. Okay. Right. The majority, I will say, did share about this day that, that, I, that I follow or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I do personally believe, and maybe some people cancel me, that I do want us to celebrate this day. I do want it to include everyone that feels that they do identify as a woman, to be really honest, Luca. Sure. And I think that in like, yes, like we said, we saw the posts, right? And everybody's sharing it yesterday and they're saying happy International Women's Day. And I saw quite a few people um, that went out of their way, like we're celebrating anyone who identifies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where I'm comfortable enough to speak to that is if you really identify with what we're celebrating, then... I invite you into the conversation, but like we kind of just talked about is I invite everyone into these conversations, right? I invite men get, you know, when I went to a women's event or I guess a women's um, week event in Ottawa on Monday, there was a lot of men in the audience. There was quite a few Were they minority a hundred percent. Do you mean, but they were there, you know, events that I've hosted, they were there. Mm -hmm. This conversation is great. It's going to help both, you know, like maybe women get, you know, want to tune in a little bit more, but I really hope men get a lot out of this too, to be honest. Right. Well, that's just it. I mean, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, follow your path. You have to identify however you feel you need to identify to, to, to show up, as you say, as your, in your own truth or whatever that looks like or whatever that means. Um, I'm like you, you know, uh, I, I'm more traditionalist in terms of my relationships and, mm-hmm. and, and how mm-hmm. I want to experience them and everything like yeah. that. But that doesn't make me a bad person for wanting that or no. make, make as a woman, make you a bad person for wanting that in return or anything 100%. like that. Right. So, no. and I think that's where, again, talking about that pendulum swinging, I think that's where people feel like they get, they walk on eggshells because they, yes. they feel that they can't speak about those things those things which right you have to. which you have to right because there's nothing wrong with it at the end yeah. of the day no. i mean yeah and it's going to make us better like even this conversation is mm-hmm. helpful to do with a microphone and knowing it's recorded versus yeah. maybe over coffee with a friend like yeah. we need to be having these conversations more and i think we need to be open to hearing people that maybe don't align with our belief system yeah. right like yeah. it's ignorance if we think we know everything and i know that I even think of myself too. I'm like, okay, a lot of people, maybe I follow on social or whatnot, align with my beliefs. Pam, get outside of it. Can you learn something from the other side? Right. You know, like, yes, I have strong beliefs in certain things, but also, like I said, I I love being open just to new perspectives. And I think we all need to be like that a little bit more. Like, I I hope we move a little bit more out of cancel culture because when people are saying, F you, she said that today. Well, what about the last 10 years of her life that she did good? And now she's like ixnade because she, that's what she knows right now. I believe that when we know better, we do better. Period. 100%. So who I was yesterday is going to change to who I was today walking out after having had this conversation with you, Luca. And and that's, and there's the rub. There's the rub that you just touched on there in the, in the world that we move around in and, and in Kingston and, and, and larger in the planet is 
the fact that it's a small percentage of the population, the people that are self-aware and enlightened. And so <laughs> the problem becoming, whether you're a female, whether you're a male, whether you're uh, non-binary, I don't care how you show up, yes. I mean, guess what? You're in the minority of everybody else that's not self-aware, that's not not going to therapy, not yes. getting, not doing self-introspection, not doing, and not that you got to sit down every day and do yoga and meditate and read, you know, whatever and stuff. I'm not saying that. Self-awareness can happen in this moment in a conversation. Right, but just like you just said, be aware of the fact that there's somebody else in, on this planet that doesn't share the same views as you, but that doesn't make them, you right and them wrong. That's the whole point, right? Uh hundred percent. And so. I love how you say it in a town like Kingston because, or just that you referenced it because it's similar, Luca, as someone who's done a lot of work in town. Like I understand that sometimes there's a perspective, you know what I mean? That people have, right. Mm -hmm. And am I going to sit there and waste my time and energy trying to prove who I am to the world that doesn't see, that maybe sees 15 seconds of an Insta story or, yeah. uh, or even an hour on stage. You think that tells you enough about who exactly Pam is? Yeah. Right? And but, so but people are quick to formulate people's those, perceptions. You can't. You can't and you can't control, you know, same as I said, the guy that phones behind, hiding behind a private number to spout off because somehow I feel, he feels I've harmed him somehow or whatever, right? Who knows, right? But, I know. Um, I don't even know what time it is, but I, I don't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we could probably you? talk for, anyway, what I was going to say is, so, yeah. so, the pandemic, of course, which is the elephant in the room. And, and uh, that's what, in fact, I started the, the podcast during, during the it. pandemic, yeah. right? So, um, you know, it became, you know, referred to as the she-demic and all the, or yes. what, and all these women that, that f were hit face to face with the, their realities of, okay, partner has got to go to work or they had to decide who's the priority in terms of employment, in terms of who's going to stay home with children if they had them and everything. Do you find that it's set, I'll go the movement back or, or, or what do you think? Do you think it helped in terms of maybe the awareness that got created because of it? What do you oh, think? I have so much I could say about this. I will say just that event that I was recently, the unfortunate statistics right now um, that they spoke to in Ottawa is that women are feeling more burnt out now than they did earlier in the pandemic, which is heartbreaking. And because of that reason, they're choosing to, you know, take a lower position or leave careers. And I will say speaking to women in Kingston, in my close circles, in professional circles, speaking to specific career coaches, that is happening. There's a career really? coach in Kingston. She said, I've worked with women who have left being doctors, lawyers, teachers because of, because of burnout, because of personal reflection too, maybe like, I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's all of a negative thing. Now the burnout statistic completely breaks my heart, you know, a hundred percent. Like I said, I know someone in my close enough circle who is like, I swear if I just took on a job to just like answer calls and put them off so that I could be more present with my kids and my husband, I would do it. And I'm like, it's heartbreaking because I actually don't feel that that would be that fulfilling for her, but she just doesn't have this that moment in right time. Now, yeah. That right? moment in time. There you go. Um, I think in general, the pandemic Luca for women, it's it, for sure. It's been tiring because yes, the brunt of well, the caregiving, everything the caregiving. else. Yeah. And you know what, what's a term that a coach uses? It's like, the the mental the mental load all right mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. she talks about how it's like you can have an amazing partner who's like i'll do the groceries not a problem can you make me the list and, and when we make that thing on thursday what are we out of in the house 
right? And so she's like, okay, now I have to think about what's in that recipe. Go check for the spices. Go. That's actually something else in my mind, which is interesting, right? So a lot of women that I've talked to or that I've worked with talk about this mental load. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That my partner in a heterosexual relationship is an amazing partner, but Pam, he has no idea that the seasons have changed and the kids' clothes need to change in the closet. So here I am, like he's gone to bed and I'm in the basement getting out the clothes. And it was like, huh, you know? Um, as someone to, I was in a common law relationship with children at the beginning of COVID. Oh, didn't you? Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it, you're, you're having to take a look at a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. because the whole world slowed down. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, we couldn't escape our at home realities in any way that we're used I, to. I said this, I say this so many times, the, the, the biggest thing with the pandemic it, at every layer yeah. is that I, I referred to it. My analogy is the uh, the Wizard of Oz and the curtain got pulled back. Yes. Right. So yeah. to expose everything. And the fact everything. is, I don't even know what the stat is, but I know divorce rates went up. Yep. I know separation rates went Huge. up. I know uh, domestic Talk violence. Talk to family went up lawyers like in that. Kingston. And you, and you know why? Because people realized if I have to spend that much time with somebody, I really don't know if I like that person as much as I did. I did like them in small pieces or small bite size consumable amounts of At two hours of the day. two hours a day and over dinner the kids are around exactly because you're sharing common whatever it's it's amazing how human nature played out there though it really is right mm -hmm. in terms of what people come together thinking mm -hmm. they know about each other or know that they want from each other yep. to what they really need and what want from each other right i mean a hundred percent this goes crazy. back to the self-awareness piece and you know what i think luca for a lot of people who don't, had, had never sat down and created space for themselves to think about their lives or their wants or their needs you had barely any choice <laughs> exactly you know because you didn't have the same outlets as before yeah so like you said in terms of where we are at the pandemic i think what I can say for sure is that women and men, but women, because that's what you asked me, are really being forced to reassess how they want to show up in their lives, yeah. in their careers. The unfortunate reality is with, it's been, what year are we on now? <laughs> <I'm> tired. <laughs> I feel like it's been a time warp, right? Yeah. Is that women are not necessarily in like this fresh state of mind to do it. And that's where I feel passionate about the work I do. Like when I saw that statistic, I'm like, I'm more fired up to work with more women because I want to be that safe space and that clear space where they might, they might just need a damn nap, Luca, and they want a promotion. Right. And instead they're not taking the nap. They're not asking their significant other what they need. And they're like, oh, I'm leaving my career. Right. Hang on. Can we figure this out? Yeah maybe yeah. you actually want a promotion maybe you want to start a business yeah. if you feel well and supported you can maybe do all of these things please don't leave until you've had space yeah. you know what i mean yeah, to, maybe to reflect and, and to do least, some yeah. of the work yeah yeah well you know what yeah. i think we'll leave it there because that's optimistic <laughs> right drop. i think that's, that's optimistic <laughs> totally there's possibility Absolutely. Right? Always. There's well, and you know to what? Define your own success with with people like you on the planet that are are driving the way you do, and you're a force. Thanks, I, I feel that, and I sense that. So I appreciate the fact that you're here, and thank you so much Thanks. for sharing. Thanks for the conversation. Your, it was great. Awesome. <laughs> appreciate it. Awesome. All right.